Today's gospel lesson comes from Matthew, the 20th chapter, verses 1 through 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now, when the first came, they thought that they, received, they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to the last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. The word of the Lord. You know, my friends, I, I must admit when I first read this somewhat perplexing passage of, of scripture, my mind drifted back to a conversation my siblings and I had with our mother several years ago. I remember it very clearly. We were all gathered together at my, my aunt's house. We were having a good time. We were talking about things that we experienced when we were youth. And I, being the best of my mother's children, and the most inquisitive one out of the five children, I asked our mother, who is your favorite child? <laughs> of course, my mother gave the politically correct answer. You all are equal in my heart. However, my oldest sister bolted out, that is not true. We know that Elena, who is our youngest sister, is your favorite because she never did as much work as we did, but she got the same or more than what we received from you. And my mother, so classy, she paused and re she responded eloquently. She didn't receive more. Rather, she received fairly. 
As I recalled my feelings that day, I thought my mother's response to my oldest sister seemed strange, which I silently posed a question to myself. How could our younger sister's offering be considered fair if she did not put in as much work as what we did? And this question of fairness puzzled me for years until I came across this Matthew text. You know, the context of this Matthew text is composed or is encompassed by a statement and a question from Peter to Jesus as it relates to fairness, considering the disciples left behind their worldly possessions to follow Jesus. And, and if we go back to Matthew, the 19th chapter, and the 27th verse, we will find Peter making a statement then asking Jesus, Look, we have left everything and followed you. What then will we have? And after a word of encouragement to his disciples, Jesus begins telling them the parable of the laborers in the vineyard. And without dissecting this text word for word or sentence by sentence, I found this parable confusing on the surface for several reasons. And in other words, I found myself wrestling with the text. First, I asked myself, why did the last workers who only worked from 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock, one hour, receive the same wages as the workers who started working at 6 o'clock that morning, which is 12 hours? Secondly, I asked myself, by what standard of practical ethics, which is not the same as business law 101, is this form of payment? There. Initially, I wanted to side with the first workers. However, my viewpoint changed as I looked closer at the text. For example, according to the lessons I learned in Business Law 101 in undergrad, the first workers accepted the landowner's wage offering by going into the vineyard to work all day. In fact, we will find this truth in, in the text where we find, find the text saying, for the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. Here's the agreement part. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. Thus, the, 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 the workers accepted the offer, and the, and the vineyard owner kept his word about the usual daily wage. Third, I realized that the last workers stood in the marketplace all day, waiting for an opportunity against the odds of not being selected for work. Whether we realize it or not, my friends, but this can be compared to people that continue to hope for the best in what appears to be a pointless or a dismal situation. 
I am a fan of the underdog, and, and, and I, I encourage and, and I will applaud the efforts of these people who waited because they held the lines in hopes of change. And I, for one, applaud the efforts of those who exercise tenacity. Yet, I admit, as an American who grew up in a small town, I tend to look at life rather simple. I believe in being honest, exercising integrity, and exhibiting sound character as often as possible. For example, I try to be honest with myself and others as it relates to my word, which I attribute to the sage advice of my grandfather. And I remember my grandfather telling us, he said, a man's word is his bond. If you cannot agree to the terms of an agreement or cannot complete the task with integrity, do not accept it. Therefore, for me, honesty, integrity, and sound character are irreplaceable, again, which caused me to wrestle with that text quite a while before my viewpoint changed. Yet, let's be real. Let's take a look at the world's view or the world's perspective on fairness. We live in a world with the notion of entitlement, greed, and selfishness. It is easy to make the idea of fairness a game of us versus them, which is not foreign to us as a global church. In fact, I, I must admit that I've met some, some people along this ministerial journey that believe that they have seniority in salvation because they committed their lives to God at an earlier stage in life in comparison to someone else who waited to give their life later, their life to the Lord later in life. However, I have come to understand and accept the idea salvation is God's offering to us through Jesus Christ where we cannot boast of entitlement or Seniority. Rather, salvation is a gracious opportunity offered to us to accept and embrace while we still have a chance. And this parable reminds us that God's perspective of fairness is not always the same as the world's perspective, which points us to the equality of salvation. Salvation is a gift of grace. That is our choice to accept, embrace, or reject. Salvation is available to all people regardless of the details of time or the degree of labor hours in the world vineyard. Salvation is available to us regardless of race, creed, color, nationality, or even sexuality. Thus, I encourage us to work in the light of grace while we have a chance because life is fleeting. God's grace offering is a gift to us lest we try to boast or whine 
that our salvation is more deserving than another. Simply put, my friend, salvation inverts the world's perspective on fairness because God is merciful and gracious to all of us. Not to mention God is omnipotent. God can do whatever God wants to do. As a parent, I now understand my mother's response to my oldest sisters about fairness. Although our mother could have done what she wanted to do, she chose to love all of us dearly without making any of us feel inferior to the other. This is how God loves us. It does not matter who comes to God first or who comes to God last. God is just, God is merciful, and God is fair and God's grace to us. In fact, I argue that this is the utmost importance as it relates to God's salvation offering to us. God's offering of fairness indeed inverts the world's pipe dream offering that eventually leads to the notion of entitlement, discord, and isolation. I believe it is better to work for God who invites us to the ultimate wage of eternal life versus working for the world which leads us towards the wages of sin. In closing, my friends, the choice to accept or reject God's invitation to grace is ours. Jesus has solidified the negotiated wage of this invitation. Indeed, I hope we accept God's invitation through Jesus Christ this day.